Thank you, Jesus. 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 Someone say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Someone say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you glory, we give you praise. Oh, thank you. Who is like unto thee, O God? Abenekosia Patas. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we praise you. We adore you. We give you praise. Who is like unto thee, O God? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallowed be your name, O God. Jesus, precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Welcome, everybody, to this very, very important meeting discerning the will of God. Discerning the will of God. This is one of those. Bible studies that you have to pay attention. This is that Bible study where you would want to share with a friend, a family, someone confused because many things will be addressed and it's to our own advantage that we're, we're up to speed with this understanding. My prayer today is that the Holy Spirit will open our understanding and bring illumination to this truth that we're about to hear. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. amen. Praise God. Discerning the will of God. Very critical. The sad reality is that not a lot of people have the advantage to know what the will of God for their lives are. So many times you find that people stumble through life. People just try things. We don't know what's on the heart of the Father. We don't know why we are on the earth. Each and every one of us has a purpose. There's nobody that is here by accident. Even though 
some parents may say, oh, I did not plan to have you. But God is intentional about each and every one. You may be amazed to find out that even unbelievers too have a purpose. Judas had a purpose in the 12. Somebody needed to sell Jesus out for him to die the death that he was meant to die. So everything, God is such a master planner, my goodness. His wisdom is beyond the age. It's incredible. So it is natural that we come into understanding of what the will of God for our life. There is the general will of God and then there is the specific will of God for each and every one of us. For example, I had an encounter a few years ago and the angel said, the scroll, the title of the scroll of your life is this. You are born to preach, to teach, to raise the dead. That's, that's the summary of my assignment. Everything that happens in between, yes, there are the specifics, there are the parts that doesn't really matter. Now, many, many of us think that when we come before the Lord, you know, on the last day, we will start saying, hey, Lord, you know, you know, when I was one year old, this is what I did. When I was two years old, this is what I did. When I was three years old, no, 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 no. Did you achieve the purpose that he put you on the earth? And you will see how important this subject is. If I'm not able to finish the teaching, I'll break it so that I don't load you too much. But it's a broad subject. One day, I was studying the scripture, and we're going to go to the scripture very soon. And then I saw something that intrigued me. Maybe I begin by reading that scripture. In Matthew chapter 7, I was studying. In Matthew 7. And I saw something that I said, wait, if this is the matter, then will anybody be able to make it on the last day. Look at the danger of not knowing the will of God. Matthew chapter 7 from verse 20 down to 27. Jesus speaking, he said, Wherefore, by their fruit you shall know them. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Wait a minute. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only those that do the will of the Father. When I saw that scripture, I started to have almost a panic attack. If I come and ask each and every one of you on the call today, asking you, do you know what the will of God for your life is? If you've been in so many long enough, at least you should be able, I should have a higher percentage. But in the general Christian 
Christian faith, not a lot of people know what, what their purpose is. They really don't know. Only the creator knows the purpose of creation. Which is why we must go back and spend time. Don't tell me, oh, I've been praying, I've not known. Then why did you stop? Continue until you get your answers. Not everyone that say to me, Lord, Lord. There are people that claim, yes, he's my Lord and he's my Savior. But they don't know what the will of God is. They have no idea. He said, only those that do his will. Are you aware that when, I think it's Miles Moro that said this, when a purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Are you aware that not knowing what the will of God is, there is a possibility that you can go contrary to the will of God. You can start the will of God with your hands and still at, in the nighttime, you come and say, Lord, Lord. I continue to read. But he that doeth the will of my father. So the real question here is, what is the will of God for my life? Everyone under the sound of my voice, wherever you are listening from, I need you in the notes, wherever you are taking notes, write this question out. What is the will of God for my life? Write it, write it out. Write that question out. I'm waiting for you to write it. Write it out and begin to ponder. This is not something to assume. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Oh, no. I had a chat in December of 2011, I'll never forget, with someone. And he asked me, what's your purpose? i just gone born again. I was a rapper before, so I thought, oh, I'm going to do gospel music. That was what I thought. So he asked, what's your purpose? What's your assignment? So I said, oh, you know, you're just going to serve God. I was saying many things, but I, did, I knew that I had no answer. You know, I'm going to do gospel music. You know, I'm just going to born for Jesus. He smiled and said, ask God what your purpose is. And it was until I started to ask, Matthew 7, 7, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. That's the kingdom we are. You do not ask, you don't have answer. God is not just going to stumble on you and just tell you things that you are not asking. Blind Bartimaeus cried and said, Master, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. And then he came before him and said, what can I do for you? Ah, sir, can't you see that I'm blind? What do you want? Because it's possible, he says, sir, they are, they are, my landlord is almost chasing me. I want house rent. He said that my eyes may be open." So until you start asking the right questions, God is not committed to answering you. What is your purpose for my life? I hope everyone has written it down. This is a major assignment that you will thank me for one day. 
We had this conversation in December 2011. And on the 1st of January, my pastor in the local church where I attend calls me out for prophecy on the 1st of January 2012. And he gives me a prophetic word that there is a priestly anointing upon my life. I'm like, what do you mean priestly anointing? I'm just glad I'm not going to hellfire anymore. Priestly anointing, me? Will God use someone like me? That was the beginning of that conversation. And he went further to say, God will speak more to me. I almost corrected him. I said, sir, it is you that can hear his voice. Let him tell you and tell me. On the 31st of that same year, it's 31st of March, 2012. That was when I had my first encounter with Papa Kaya, my spiritual mentor, like you know. He came to the church to minister and he called my name out for prophecy and he confirmed the call of God upon my life. But before I asked the question, there was nothing. I was just born again now. I thought, okay, I was a rapper before. Maybe I become a gospel rapper. I hope you are with me strong. Very important. That's why I said this message, do well to ensure that someone you know that is confused, let them hear. The best gift you can give someone now is to give them the opportunity to hear. Because there's so much to say. I'm just giving a, 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 a quick summary. Praise the name of the Lord. You don't ask, then no answer. He's not committed to answer you when you did not ask. Because asking shows that you are ready. You are interested to know the assignment. Look, the nature of God is that he will stand at the door of your heart and knock. If any man opens, then he will come in. Your purpose may not necessarily be your gifts and your flares. Those things are equipment. Yes, they can assist your purpose. But it is important and it is only God through different means that we're going to explore during the study today that can show us what his assignment is. Why was I born on the earth? The children of Israel were in captivity. God spoke to Abraham that your children for 400 years are going to be in captivity. In that prophetic word, God had a plan that there will be a deliverer named Moses. Now Moses tried to establish and enter and function in his destiny, but with his own capacity. He failed. And it cost another 40 years to be prepared for the journey. Now, his delay caused that there were, there were extra 30 years added to the journey of the Israelites. The sufferings. It was, it was added to them. Because a man was not ready. Why? Because it was when it was 10 years to the time that Moses started to pick the signal that it was time and then he killed the Egyptian. And then when the Israelites said, oh, you want to kill us too, he fled. So that was 10 years preparation. God gave him a 10-year heads up. He was supposed to have prepared himself so that at the end of 400 years, he goes into action. 
but they had to go for 40 years. So don't tell me your actions don't have repercussions. Oh, it does. Cause and effect. There's a certain level of deliverance my family cannot enter if I don't enter into my prophetic destiny. Why? Because it has been orchestrated that I function as priest of the house. It's time to take your life seriously. It's time to take your destiny seriously. Because time is a gift. And one day, it will run out. And then you have to give account. I can assure you that the testimonies of your car is a wonderful testimony. The testimony of your house is a great testimony. The testimony of promotion of increase, is a wonderful testimony, but it is only limited to the realm of time. When you go to the eternal realms, those things do not carry weight. And we must be intentional. If we are going to become relevant in the kingdom of heaven, we must grow beyond the realm of babes. My saying, we should not believe in miracles. I love it. I pray for it every day. It's wonderful. But that's not the end goal. The end goal is that you fulfill and play your part in kingdom agenda. That's what makes you relevant. That's what ensures that you can't die before your time. I've told you before, after a while there's a review in the heavenlies. Why should they allocate angels to preserve you if you are not functioning in the purpose that God has orchestrated for? Why should we waste resources in keeping you and preserving you if you are not adding any value to the kingdom? People of God, I tell you, we are a kingdom. And in the kingdom, there is a king. The king's domain. And the king requires that each and everyone know their assignment so that we don't keep clashing into each other. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom. Only those that do the will of my Father. This is not a parable. This is not a mystery. It is clearly stated. When I saw it, I was afraid. Because these people clearly claim Jesus as Lord. And I was worried and I cried to God like, what is this? And then God gave me a vision. And he said to me, a man wants to build a house. He has the land. He employs an engineer. He employs the carpenter. He employs, you know, the bricklayers. He employs the different discipline, the electrician, those that work on the roof, the, the site supervisor, he employs all of them and he shows them the plan. The deal is that we build a house. Then after two months of working, the carpenter said, hmm, it's like the engineer is making more money. I'm going to leave my post and go and become an engineer. The bricklayer said, I don't want to do this dirty work. I want to be site supervisor. Now, bear in mind that each and every of these disciplines that we've talked about have undergone trainings to become that place. Now, you leave and say you want to become something else. 
And the Lord asked me, will that house ever get completed? And I said, no, sir. He said, that's what happens. If each and every one of us have taken our place in destiny, then the will of God will come to us. Many of us are screaming today, oh, but God prophesied and it didn't come to pass. Did you play your role or did you play your role in ensuring that the will of God does not come to pass? Did you scatter the will of God without knowing? Did you criticize the will of God? Were you part of those that were posting and tweeting about countering and mocking the will of God? And in the night you come and say, Lord, Lord. This is serious business, people. This is strong meat. It's not for babes. This is not time to pamper anybody. Many people have been pampered into early graves. Many people have been pampered into death. Pampered into wastage of destiny. We must begin to see and labor to know what the soul of the Almighty is so that we can last ourselves to bring to pass what God has in mind. The bricklayer has become carpenter. The carpenter has become engineer. Electrician has become plumber. And the chaotic, the work that the father, the master had in mind, was not able to, to come to each and every one of us will answer. Each and every one of us will answer. Each and every one of us will answer. And this is not one of those, those teachings that will just get you scared and after two weeks, another thing, activities take you up and then you forget. For your interest, don't forget. Set a reminder every two, two weeks. What is the will of God for my life? Until you are sure. And I thank God that God in his infinite mercy showed me what my purpose is. There's a general purpose for every believer. There's the individual purpose and then there's the purpose per time. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. When you see the scripture, the first thing I need you to pay attention to is the fact that they are talking to Jesus. So they can't lie to him. You can lie to one another. But when you are in front of the truth, you can't lie. So they were telling the truth that they set out devils and devils left. They prophesied and the prophecy came to pass. So accuracy is not a sign of being in alignment. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew thee. I will profess, I will profess to them. <laughs> I never did what? I never knew. When you are in the realm of time, you are in the realm of mercy. So you can say, oh, I made a mistake, Lord, I forgive me. 
But once you die, it's over. Once the trumpet sound is over, the state you are in that place, that's the state. Except by divine providence, by one mercy that is on another level, you come back. We've had people after they pass on, they come and you see them living a disciplined life. But it, it doesn't happen to everybody. I will profess unto them, I never knew you. If you deny me before man, I will deny you before my father. I never knew you. So let me pause here to quickly ask you, what are you doing for Jesus? Are you doing, are you serving him the way you feel like or the way he has asked to be served? What are you doing for the Father? What are you doing for this Christian faith? Is it an inconvenience every time you hear? An instruction. What are you doing for the Lord? Because it will speak in a day where your voice cannot speak. I will profess to them, I never, not I knew you and then I forgot you. I never knew you. Even though your activities were in the church, even though your activities were in the Christian faith, you spoke the Christian language. Depart from me, me that walk iniquity. Second question, write it down. Am I a worker of iniquity? Question mark. I hope you are writing these things I'm telling you down. My actions, working out iniquity, or are they working out the purpose of the Lord? Because if I don't teach you, then I'm not a good teacher. I'm not a good shepherd. Am I walking in iniquity? Or am I walking in the will of God? I see many comments from believers mocking the will of God, mocking the counsel of God. And in the evening, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Many people will be surprised. And I've told you that ignorance is not an excuse. My people have gone into captivity for lack of knowledge. Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. You don't know the will of God. You don't understand it. And someone proclaims it and you go and mock it. <laughs> He that is not for me is against me. He that is what? Not for me is against me. Simple. You cannot be against me and say you are for me. Is your goal to tear down the body or to build it up? Are you quick to castigate, to join and rebroadcast the things that are tearing the body down? Or are you a builder with your words? He said, let the words be filled with grace.
The sad reality is that we belong to a kingdom. We are not independent. There are two kingdoms, kingdom of darkness and kingdom of light. There's no in-between. The people that are in between, I can guarantee you that you are in the dark. And both kingdoms have rules and regulations. I give you the keys of the kingdom. They are principles of the kingdom. They are mysteries of the kingdom. Your responsibility is to know how the kingdom operates and functions so that you can align yourself with the kingdom. The Lord said to me, he that breaketh the egg, the serpent will bite. I always thought that scripture was talking about sinning. No, you break the principles, the serpent is everly waiting to strike. Many challenges, many problems, many troubles that are plaguing our life is not the devil. We just broke the egg. My people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. With their mouth, they have, they have countered God. And in the evening, they come back and say, Lord, do it for me. The angels are wondering, how can you talk with the both sides of your tongue? It's not even bad enough that you don't know what the will of God is. Something you are not sure of, you are also adding your voice. A people that he fed, a people that he healed their sick, that he raised their dead, they said, crucify him. Some others added their voice, say, let his blood be upon us and our children. If not for the mercy of God, where he said, Lord, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. They are only pets in the hands of devils. If, if, that, if, he, if he allowed that curse that they put on themselves to stand, imagine how wasted when you are crying, there is a, a, the voice of uh, the blood of heaven is crying for vengeance. Imagine what the blood of Jesus, thank God he speaks better things. Imagine going against the blood. So let it be upon us and our children. And some people were there in agreement, say yes. I'm sure you point at them and laugh at them, but you are doing it today. Oh yes, you are. You are doing it even in a greater capacity. You are liking the comments. You are liking the posts. You are spreading it. Satan cooks a propaganda and brings it to the children of light and they will distribute it. He says that we should walk circumspectly. The times are tough. The times are hard. The times are serious. Satan knows his assignment and is functioning fully in it. The sad reality is that many believers are also helping Satan to do his work. While men slept, his enemy came and sowed tars and went his way. And the ground did the work and was supporting the tars with nutrients for it to grow. Many people hide under grace, but Paul said in Galatians 2.21, I do not frustrate the grace of God. I don't do it. 
Many people do it. I pass a fetish. Are we are we together? Depart from me, ye that walk iniquity. Therefore, whoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the flood came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon sand, and the rain descended, and the flood came, and the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. What happened to these two sets of people? One built a house on the rock, one built a house on sand. Both of them experienced the rain, the storm, the wind. One stayed, one fell. Who are you? So some will ask, say, thank you for this message, but how do we discern the will of God? Let's see from scripture. One, renewing your mind. Renewing your mind. Romans chapter 12, from verse 1 to 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren. Now, remember, he's talking to believers already. Brethren. By the message of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Present your bodies. Be careful with your bodies. Be careful with your bodies. Be careful with your bodies. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It's not my body, so I can do with it what I please. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Acceptable unto God. Acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Let the narrative on social media not control your life. Conform your life. Everyone is doing it this way. That means it's the right way to be done. Oh, it's popular. So that means it must be the truth. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your body, your spirit that got born again, your mind is still the same. You must renew. You must pass your mind through the filtration process of the word of God. Renew your mind so that you will be able to prove what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Renewing your mind will be able to help you know what is the will of God because the scripture will present templates to you to know exactly if this is the will of God or not. First off, you must present your body as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable. Then renew your mind. I don't function by how I feel. I function by what the word says. 
I feel like I'm a sinner. But the word tells me that I'm saved. After I walk with the principles. So I discard my feeling. I go with what the word says. Be angry, but sin not. I'm angry. I feel like sinning. But the word says do not sin. So I'm angry, but I, am, I stay within the boundaries. Let the word of Christ dwell with you richly, in you richly. Colossians 3.16 So that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know what the will of God is. You know if you function in this. The only time you are confused is when you are not fully submitted to these principles. Two. How to discern the will of God. Following Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Following him. In Matthew 4, verse 17 down to 20. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said, Unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. Following Jesus is what makes us into our destiny. And Peter was a master fisher of men. Straightway they left their net and followed him. Their occupation were fishermen, but their purpose was not to be a fisherman of fishes, was to fish men. They left their job, in quote now, because their true destiny, their job was a placeholder for their true assignment. Their assignment were to be apostles who were going to follow Christ and download from him and start across the world. They, they quit their job. They, they through the net down and followed him. Does that mean they stopped fishing in totality? No, because if you see when Jesus died, they still went fishing. But their main assignment had just been discovered and they wasted no time. Elijah came and put his mantle upon Elisha. And Elijah straightway, he was tending to, to his father's business. Quickly, the bulls, he killed it and, and, and he killed, they killed it just so that he, because if the bull is still alive, in case the day he's upset with his boss, he will come back to it. The, the bulls that were, were, were plowing, he killed them quickly. And he followed Elijah. Follow Jesus and he will make you. Number three, intimacy, fellowship with God. You will be able to discern the will of God. In Luke chapter 10 from verse 38. Luke 10 from verse 38. Down to, um, down to 42. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word, intimacy, fellowship. He sat at his feet. Ay, kalabos kofenesh. 
i banaika skoleske diške badas. She sat at his feet and heard his precious words. One of my beautiful songs, I think, um, McDowell, if I'm not mistaken. Falling on my knees, I bow, bow down. And the bridge says, and I can hear better now. When on my knees, and I can see clearly now. When on my knees, she sat at his feet and heard his words. And Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore to come help me. Service to God, you are doing so much for God, which is great on its own. But don't miss out on the most important part of service, intimacy. Many people have served God so much that they missed God. Doing the work of God and forgetting the God of the work. It is very natural. After all, I'm doing it for God. After all, after all. And as pastors, many times we fall into this event because we have to attend to many things at the same time. Oh, care for people, pray for people, minister to people, counsel people. And we do that activity and forget the master himself. Ask her to help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary had chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Intimacy, fellowship. That's why when Lazarus eventually died, you'll find that Martha came to Jesus and cried, oh, if you were here. When Mary met Jesus, she worshipped and then he revealed to Mary, I am the resurrection and the life. He didn't reveal it to Martha. She worshipped him when she saw him. Fellowship, intimacy. You can't miss out on the will of God if you have a healthy fellowship life. He will always speak to you. He will talk to you. She sat down listening. Listening. Yeah, prayer is great, but listening is greater. Call on to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Intimacy, fellowship. The next point, worship. John 4, 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such. Ooh. The Father seeketh such to worship here. Belogoba seva. The Father seeketh such 
The eye of the Lord goes to and fro, looking for whom he will show himself strong. The Father seeketh such. The eye of God is searching. Will he, will he, when he looks upon you, will he say, like David in Psalm 89 verse 20, I have found my servant David and with my holy oil have I anointed him. Would that be his testimony? Worshippers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Another way to discern the will of God through prophecy or encounter with Jesus. In Acts chapter 9, I read from verse 1. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, the believers were called this way back then, whether they were men or women, that he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. You know what that light is? Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 into 3. Let there be light. And there was light. That light shone around him. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me do? Are you seeing question and answer? What will thou have me do? Mary said to the angel, How shall these things be, seeing that I know not a man? And the angel brought answers. What will thou have me do? His first encounter with Jesus. What will you have me do? There are believers that have been believing for 30 years and have never asked the Lord, What will you have me do? Why am I here? Why did you deliver me from what will you have me do? He was quick since he was going the wrong way. Jesus had just proven to him that his journey was the wrong journey. Quickly, he said, show me the right path. Ask. It shall be given thee. Seek. You will find. Knock. It will be opened unto you. Don't ask. No receiving. Don't seek. No finding. No knocking. No opening. What will thou have me do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told there what thou must do. There is a place of encounter. There is a place for prophecy. There is a location that you must be. There is a posture that you must take in the spirit that you want to know. In Acts chapter 13, certain prophets and teachers were ministering to the Lord. It's a posture. And the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Saul and Barnabas, for the assignment that I have for them. Straightway, after they had prayed, they released them to the assignment. Posture to receive. 
You can't just keep living your life normally and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? No, there must be a posture of your heart. There is a posture to receive downloads from heaven. There is a posture. They ministered unto the Lord. They ministered unto the Lord. And the Holy Ghost said, Alipa Sofenesa. They worshipped. They gave him praise and adoration. They fasted, positioning, opening their spirit man for spiritual downloads. You are not going to find your purpose on TV. You won't find it there. You may find confirmations there. You may not find your purpose in church. Because it's a customized matter. You'll find the general purpose there. You'll find the techniques on how to dig in to find your purpose. The order of life is that you're born, go to school, get a job, and then marry, have children, train your children, train them, train them, train them, train them. You go old, retire, and start waiting to die. That's the natural order. There's another order. That is superior to that order. But you must position. Go to the street. Call street. And it shall be told there what thou must do. Now you cannot discard or disregard the place of pastors, mentors in your life. I've addressed this before and I'm going to just talk very briefly on it. Know God for yourself. Yes, know God for yourself. But see what Jesus had an encounter with this man and Jesus told him, go somewhere and a man will come and talk to you. Why did Paul not say, no, Jesus, you are the Lord. Talk to me directly. I don't need any man. For those that are so superior that they don't need men. Look at the encounter of Paul and Jesus. I will send someone. It will be told there. I will speak through men. God still speaks through men. So the know God for yourself is to develop a relationship so that all your relationship is not dependent on another man. Not replace those that God put in place. It's a dangerous thing. Isolation is one of the strategies of the, of the enemy. You isolate you. You don't need any man. You don't need anybody. Know God for yourself. Direct. <laughs> there are things that God will not tell you directly. There are things He will tell you directly. But there are things He will tell you through somebody. This is scripture, not a personal opinion. Are we together today? And the man we journeyed. With him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. He became blind. God, the light of God revealed his true state, that spiritually he was blind. So his eyes being blind represented his spiritual state. He opened his eyes and he saw no man. He was blinded. But they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there. Three days without sight, 
and neither did he eat nor drink. He went into fasting and prayer immediately. Fasting for three days. I told you, positioning to receive fasting, prayer, worship, ministering to the Lord. We are a chosen generation for, for to show his excellence. is not ministering to the Lord. I hope you know that. Is it a bad song? No, it's a wonderful song. All I require for life, God has given. That, is, that one is edifying you. It's not bad. So when you are ministering to the Lord, be, be selective of the songs, be selective of the psalms, be selective of the things that minister to God because they are things that edify how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. That is ministry to God. Are you learning today? So when you say I'm ministering to God, select the songs that minister to God. They are songs that blesses us. The blessings of God is coming down on me. It's not ministering to God. Show me, amen. Amen. For three days. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision. So I told you God uses men. Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the street which is called Street, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed. Positioning for revelation. And had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. So are you seeing? God is speaking to Ananias in a vision. God is showing Paul in a vision that, hey, you guys are going to meet. Confirmation, confirmation. Then Ananias answered, Lord, <laughs> I've heard of this man. He's a terrorist. How much evil he had done to your sins at Jerusalem. And he had authority from the chief priest to bind all that call upon thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. Purpose. He is selected unto my goal, unto my glory. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. That's his assignment. See, location unto the Gentiles, kings. That was his job. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So suffering was part of Paul's identity and assignment. That's why they beat him many times. He will continue to sing praises and worship. Why? It was told him what he will suffer. I hope you are learning today. I will show him. It is the Lord that gives the purpose. And Ananias went his way 
and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, prophecy now started to flow. Watch. Brother Saul, the Lord, if I unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me. Now, if you read the recording or the writings here, when the Lord appeared to him, the Lord did not tell him that, oh, I appeared to him oh, through light. Are you seeing it? God, God just told him, go to this place. There is a man there praying. But as he opened his mouth to speak, prophecy started to flow. And word of knowledge started to function. Are you seeing these things? He has sent me that thou give thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Stop. In the vision that he had before, did God, did Jesus tell him, uh -huh, let him be filled with the Holy Ghost? Quickly, anybody confirm to me? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Anybody? Hello? Ah, am I alone here? Amen. Clubhouse, are you are we here or I should focus on uh, YouTube and go? Okay, let me move on. Panel with me. No. You see why I always ask for feedback, but people refuse to talk. Anyways, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. So, in the vision that he had, God did not tell him, fill him with the Holy Ghost. But as he started to minister, the spirit of prophecy came upon him, and then he spoke the word, and then he asked, say, Lord, God sent me to, that you might be filled with the Holy Ghost. So, in carrying out the assignment, more is added to it by the spirit of prophecy. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul setting days with the disciples which were at Damascus, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogue. He did not delay. There are many of us that we are still doing back and forth. Lord, are you calling me? Lord, am I answering? Lord, if it's true, you are calling me, confirm. Straightway, he preached Christ. That he is the son of God. Now, let me balance this out. Because there are many people that launch through without being trained. So they, they, there's all, they're always balanced. Now, Paul was trained in the law. He knew the law perfectly. That's why God used him to write the New Testament more than one third of the New Testament. He was trained in the law. So he knew the word. So all God did was to open revelation to his spirit man. And then start this while you see, if you continue to read further, you will see that he, God took him to Saudi Arabia. And he was there for about 12 or 14 years downloading revelations from heaven before he came back. Am I communicating? 
So you see that the, there is room for training and not that, oh, we just get this and we just launch out. Then you are confused. Start teaching heresy. Start mixing revelation. You get what I'm talking about? So there's a balance there. But he went immediately with the assignment because he knew the law. So he started with that. He is the son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem? And came hither for that intent, that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest. Is this not the guy? But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which we had which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is the very Christ. Why will he confound the Jews? He was a teacher of the law. Praise the name of the Lord. Very important. They are critical. Revelation. From encounters to the Lord. How do you descend the will of God? From, from direct encounters with the Lord. From, from revelation from the Lord. In Matthew 16 verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ. Because Jesus asked them, Who do men say I am? And then this one say, Oh, you are John the Baptist, you are Isaiah, you are Jeremiah, you are the prophet. They just kept saying many things. And then he asked them, Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. So, revelation of Christ brought revelation of his assignment. And I, he said, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This was where Christ named Peter the head of the church. You are Peter, and upon this revelation I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. And it said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Hallelujah feel like stopping here to just allow it simmer in, but maybe I'll stop here and then we'll continue next week. Next week, we'll see the general will of God for our lives. So we have, we have explored the dangers of not knowing the will of God. You will be in contradiction to the will and counsel of God. The dangers of hell. We have seen, we have learned how to discern the word of God. Fellowship, intimacy, being in alignment. When you are around him, he's able to tell you, hey, what you have done, I didn't send you. Martha, Martha, you are troubled about many things. Oh, Jesus is in my house. Oh my God. I need to make a shew. I need to make a fang soup. I need to make a I need to do yeah. Oh, ah. Oh, but one person is just sitting at his feet because knowing that, that you don't always have that opportunity. Mary, that that posture that she had made her 
get the revelation where Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Two, he, made, he was the first person that Jesus revealed himself to when he resurrected. Posture. Posture. The purpose of knowing your, your will, the will of God for your life is very important. Knowing the will of God concerning your, your path. I was a very good rapper, but that was not my path. My path was ministry, to teach the word. That's why I could teach for four hours and it would keep flowing. This has come into my, has come into mine. I know what I'm going to be doing for the next 70 years. I know it. Is walking bad? No, that's not bad at all. But what is the, what's the essence? Some of you are called to, to, to the ministry of helps. To be deacons, to help carry the burden, to help assist in the work of ministry. Some of you are called to be financial partners. Yours is to generate money for every assignment in the king in, in, in the house of God. That's your purpose. And God will cause money to flow your way. Some of you are intercessors. So pray that the will of God comes to pass. Hannah, the prophetess, she, she, her husband died when she was young. She, she, she put herself in the temple and prayed for Christ to manifest. Imagine praying for 50 years. Not, not 21 days. She didn't go out of the temple. She kept praying. The man of God came and said, my eyes have seen the salvation of God. Now I can die. Purpose. The will of God will not just happen. There are prayer requirements to birth the destinies. God cannot do anything on the earth without prayer being made. There are people that God has put grace for prayer on them. Your responsibility is to pray. It's not everybody that prays for me that necessarily needs to tell me I'm praying for you. But they are with the prayer of some people, I can't stand. I have my prayer life. I have my own structure that powers my consistency. But there are prayers of certain people that ensures that the ministry gets to where it needs to get to. And, and it's, a, it's an assignment. Not all assignments brings you to the forefront. I know the forefront is where many people want to be because, oh, people will now see you. People will know you. No, no, no. There are some that are designed to be in front. There are some, just like you're watching me and you're listening to me, but there's a team that is ensuring that the network, everything is working well, the sound, everything is going on, but it's me you see. But you don't see those people. So this kind of assignment, God is the one that rewards them. If God has called you to be an intercessor, don't go and tell God that, Lord, no, 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 I want to be prophet. Because intercessors, the gift of prophecy will definitely rest upon you. The gift of word of knowledge will rest upon you. But many, many people who call themselves prophets today are originally called to be intercessors, but they have brought themselves to the front. And the Lord made me realize that intercessors, are, it, it is angels that clap for them in the secrets. The prayers 
If you read God's general, you will see the story of, of people like Charles Finney who are prayer powerhouses. The man that they were that he was working with, anytime the man has a crusade, Charles Finney would travel there maybe two weeks before and take a small room and start to pray and revive. The man would just come, lift up his hand, all of God would break out, and people would say, Oh, this man is anointed. I heard a story of a man that you know he was doing wonderful things in ministry, great things, great things, great things. And one day he came and tried to do as usual. Nothing was happening. He tried again. Nothing was happening. Now went back to God to cry. Say, Lord, what's going on? And God said, ah, the woman that is praying for your ministry has died. He said, oh, I thought it's my anointing. He said, no, it's not. You should have built your capacity for that. But the woman had died. So there are people, like I've told you many times, I'm only called a steward to sow me. There are people that have been called to help me in this assignment. The same way I receive my call is the same way they receive their own call too. The same way. You see the likes of uh, Bishop Abioye, for those that are familiar with winners, his assignment is to assist the bishop for his assignment. He is comfortable there. I know there are many people that would have advised him, go out and form your own. You already have the crown. You already have the anointing. You already have the word. Go out. But he said, no, my place is to be beside this man. It takes humility to position for fulfillment. So if you have to deal with the pride of say, oh, oh, nobody's acknowledging me. Oh, see, I've given, I've given, nobody's even calling me, nobody's rewarding me in public. Then you're already missing out. There are people whose role, their destiny is to be silent to ensure that the work of God does not lack anything. There are some people you are you are you are you are you are God puts upon you such intelligence so that you create apps or something that will prepare propagate the gospel. That's your assignment. If you leave that one and say you want to be intercessor, you are out of place. You are out of place. Many people have become pastors because they tried to get a job, it didn't work. So they say maybe we'll just become pastor at all, at all, at all. At least offering will come in. <laughs> out of place. What is your purpose? Why were you born? Why did you not die when the opportunity came for you to die? Are you just here to just mark time? Eat, sleep, go to the restroom. Eat, sleep, go to the restroom. Thou art Simon Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Show him. I will show him the things that he will suffer for my gospel. For he will, he will name, he will bear my name before the Gentiles, before kings, 
before the children of Israel. The things he will suffer. And when they were whipping him and flogging him, he never complained. He said, Lord, are you still on the throne? In Hebrews chapter 11, if you read down the heroes of faith, he said some of them, they refused deliverance. They had opportunity. Angels came and said, let's deliver. He said, no, I want to suffer. Let me, let me, let me partake in the sufferings of Christ. But today, little inconveniences, many of us are not equipped enough to take. We cannot suffer certain things for the gospel. We are too ashamed to evangelize. People need to cajole you to evangelize. They need to, to inspire you to evangelize. They need to give you gifts to evangelize. If you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my father. Note that we are in a kingdom and there are principles of the kingdom. Except the man be born again cannot see the kingdom. Let he that had an ear hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Let he that had an ear hear what the Spirit is saying. Jose Maria Koroshke Venus Itabanos Korende Ila Katish Oradishke Benekosia Katash Sharoshke Zenge Iske Fetoshke Sia Pilanoske Venoske Paradia Katish Paul said what will you have me do, Lord? What would you have me do, Lord? For many of us that are also called to ministry or to do one or two things, we have cried and said, Lord, I don't want to do it. I want to live a, a quiet life. I want to travel to Maldives. Many of you need to repent and cry to God. Say, Lord, I will accept. I received that call. Someone called me. I was crying and said, Lord, um, because of the call upon their lives, things have not worked. And this, 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 is it by force? It doesn't want the call. I, Kabo Shata, trust me. I spent one hour to school her. And by the time I was done lecturing her, I was just waking up. Her call woke me up. When I was done, she said, Lord, thank you for the privilege to be called by you. Election by grace. The Most High chooses to use you. A mere mortal. And you have the privilege to say, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm busy. Why? Because you want to... I pray that we receive clarity. Know your assignments. Yes, thank you, Obi-Wan. People have pushed people into destiny that they, were, they are not called to. Yes, 
There is a, a ministry gift called the Ministry of Helps. It's just that because it's the pastor you see, they say, oh, oh I just want to be like you. But there are structures in place. I'm sure many of you remember, some of you that have been with us, when we did the last town hall meeting, when we, just in, a, in what looked like a small summit, right? When the different departments started to list out their functionality, it took us over two hours or thereabouts, or three hours, just to explain what each unit does. For what, in, in, in your eye, what you just summing now, just small. The powerhouse, the, the systems that run to me. It's beyond me. How much can I even do? It's a lot of systems that, and these are people that are called by God. And if, because they are not in the forefront every time, you know, people may look down on them. So if they don't have revelation of what God has called them to do, they will start to feel a certain type of way. And many people have left churches because of that. Oh, I'm not recognized. I'm not valued. I want to go to a place. And see the quotes. I, I want to go to a place where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. <laughs> you understand? I've had conversations with, you know, ministry friends. And sometimes they say they want to go. And the Holy Ghost says, stay there. Say, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not learning. I'm not doing this. Many times I feel like, you know, the local church, I tell I want to leave because, you know, I've outgrown the place, you know, and, you know, I minister once in a while. But the Lord stay there, stay there. One of the elders said to me, anytime I see that it's you preaching, I know that I'm going to be blessed today. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. So God is even allowing me to be a blessing to somebody, at least for the time being, while I'm still there. My feelings, my body is tired. I don't want to, I don't want to wake up that early anymore. Ah. Stay there until it's time. Why? There is a plan. There is a purpose. Not my will, Jesus said, but your will. Jesus was hungry, but he saw a crowd coming and he said, he opened up and said, this is my meat. My meat is to do the Father's will. These are the kind of dogged people that God is looking for. My meat is to do the Father's will, irrespective of how I feel, irrespective of how tired I am. My meat is to do the Father's will. I get strength when I do the Father's will. Know your place, people. Know how you fit in. Don't just look on how you will be served. Look for how you can serve. Serve the purposes of God. There are many, many people that on that day when God is rewarding with the billions of stars for the souls they've won, many people will receive that. They'll be like, sorry, I don't, I don't, I know the only people are evangelized are 38 people. Say, no. Your arrangement, your contribution, your giving to that program, all the souls also credited to your account as well. Your prayer. For the souls is also credited to your account. Find your place and plug into it. Let grumbling leave. Let grumbling leave.
with this few points of mine. How many questions did I ask that you uh, did you write in your notes? How many questions? How many questions? Hello, how many questions? Does someone list the questions for me quickly? Hello, Sumi? What is the will of God for my life? Am I a worker of iniquity? Are my actions walking iniquity or the will and purpose of God? What will you have me do? Thank you, Jim. When you have that answer, then you will know that the journey is far. The journey is far. And we must ensure that we plug in. Plug into alignment. Plug in and trust God. Father, I pray for your people. And I ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, even tonight, as they have asked questions, Lord, that you will give them answers. Lord, in December of 2011, I asked these same questions. And on the first the 1st of January, you began the process of bringing answers and clarity. And all through, through different encounters, you have clarified and clarified and clarified the assignment. I pray for your people that in the name of the Lord Jesus, you will clarify unto them as well in the name of Jesus. I ask Heavenly Father that you will show them the clarity of the assignments the clarity of their purposes. Even Jesus said to John the Baptist, suffer it to be so for now. Suffer it to be so now. Because John the Baptist said, oh, I don't even deserve, how can I baptize you? I don't deserve to tie the lace of your shoes. And he said, suffer it to be so for now. Lord, take away pride from our hearts. Take away pride from our hearts that will bring us outside of alignment with you. What is your role? That as a question, what is my role in Sumi? Reveal, Lord, to each and every one of us your role for our lives. Reveal to us so that our journey, we can walk circumspectly on the path that you have put in front of us. Help us, Lord. We need your help. We need your help. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
شور و کشی که دیگه 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 پاروش که سیا شکرس که سیا که دیگه سیا کت 